0: Yes, Master. Here we are. Oh,
1: here we are. Yep.
0: Here we are. Back in Oklahoma. <laughs> uh, pretty solid January, if I do say so myself.
1: It seems crazy that it just started, but it's I, like already February.
0: I can't believe it's already February of twenty twenty one. It feels like it hasn't been that long ago. We were still in the craziness of twenty twenty, just hoping for twenty twenty one, and here we are, month two already. A pretty solid couple of weeks in February to start 2021. We flew to Ocala, did all that, flew home, and then drove back to Florida for Arcadia and Okeechobee, had a quick little vacation down to Clearwater Beach, Florida, and that is relevant because that is where we recorded this podcast. Um, First time to Clearwater, what'd you think? I liked it. Uh yeah, I loved it. It's my favorite place away from home. Yeah. Uh I know. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: I'm sure I know. I'm sure you do. Had a had a really good time. Uh got to see a lot of really good friends and every everything down there. Spent some time on the beach. Had a cool little uh family vacation with the Websters. We might we might just need to do a podcast about that.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know fun like even the other day we're like we need to make this like a yearly thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, good times. But um, tell you all of that to bring it back to this. This podcast this week is with a really good friend of ours by the name of Mike Rostek, and we actually recorded this while we were in Clearwater Beach, Florida. Mike is a – it's funny because in this conversation, you'll hear me ask him how he describes himself. Me personally, I think Mike is an incredibly talented brand builder, which is what everybody wants to know how to do right now. How do I build a brand? How do I build a brand? Well, Mike has built multiple successful brands. He is a businessman, an entrepreneur, a bar owner. Um, and I think, honestly, I'm going to throw this out there. I think he's a leadership specialist.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I mean, he excels in leadership. I just, just listening to his stories and things like that, I'm like, we have to do a podcast with him. To talk about this,
0: if if you have any interest at all in running a business, running an organization, or hell, even just running your own household, I'd encourage you to go ahead and listen to this because the way that his he approaches leading other people, I think is incredible. I think there's a reason why he's been so successful. Um, yeah, he's just he's one of these guys that you know after hanging out for a day or two early in our trip, I texted him as soon as we left. And I was like, I don't know what it is, but you're one of those people that I leave feeling super motivated. Anytime we hang out with him, I leave there feeling super motivated. I want to dive more into our businesses and work harder at our businesses just by being around him.
1: And we we always talk about like surround yourself with like a good group of people. And Mike is one of those guys that we could just call him and be like hey this is our idea like what do you think you know and he'll give us his honest feedback and and help us and do whatever and he's just and he's really nice and fun and just an all-around good dude
0: yeah super super good guy um, helped create the what you know as the PBR bars in different places like Kansas City Philadelphia I think we talk about all that but mm-hmm. um, and, and then now, Took a leap of faith, jumped out there, and is a a bar owner in Florida. Has a couple of spots. My favorite new spot on the planet is Coco's Crush Bar. Crush Bar, uh, Coco's Crush Bar. It's right in the middle of Clearwater Beach. It is, I. It's one of the if coolest you, places. If I've you ever watched been. our
1: stories at all, you yeah. know we ate there every day. Not only was our hotel right next door, like right next door, but we. Chose that place because we fell in love with the tacos, and I could literally eat them every day.
0: Boy, Summers hooking up the food. The food is so good. So I'm, I'm telling you, if you're ever in Florida, especially in the Clearwater Beach area, stop by. It's called Coco's Crush Bar. Follow on Instagram. Uh, We'll talk. We'll get to all of that at the end of the uh, podcast. But yeah, it's just it was it was a refreshing trip for us. A lot of fun, but the most refreshing part was tapping into Mike's head a little bit.
1: Yeah. I live for motivational, encouraging, um, knowledgeable podcasts like this. And I am so like, I, I really, really hope you guys enjoy it.
0: And we told you guys before that we are going to strive to make our podcast kind of what we're looking for when we start digging around and trying to find something new to listen to. So hopefully we'll continue to, uh, provide you with a little content that you can, um, Grow from.
1: And like thinking back now, I was on this podcast with Matt and Mike. Um, but I don't know if I talked much because we you literally didn't. ordered tacos while we were sitting there and I ate the entire time.
0: <laughs> hey, and, and there's a couple of times because we we actually recorded this podcast at Coco's outside. During the at day, table, at a table, while lunchtime. we were having lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, there, there might be a couple of times in there where like, maybe you hear the music in the background. Or, or, or
1: the kinda, waitress brings us something, we're yeah. talking to her, that kind of thing. But so. I just
0: want to set the tone so that you guys know we actually are sitting down to lunch.
1: We're sitting at a turquoise... Like beach turquoise picnic table style table with an umbrella underneath palm trees. The sun is shining. Birds are chirping. You can hear the ocean. The music's playing. It's like the whole vibe.
0: And I'm wearing a turquoise shirt and rocking the heck out of a fanny pack. (laughs) This is true. It's very true. Um, I'm sure you guys will see the, the photos on Instagram. But anyways... Enjoy this podcast. Hopefully, you can take something from it. Hopefully, it will inspire you to do something, anything, whatever. Take something positive away from it because- uh,
1: I think it'll motivate you.
0: I think it'll motivate you as well. No matter what you're doing. Anyways, no matter what you're doing in life, uh, continue to do it as good as you can. Anything else? Nope. Okay, let's get to it. Here's our conversation with Mr. Mike Rostek. Again? You don't have to keep doing it. I was just kidding. I do that to Megan all the time. Uh, He starts
1: every podcast like that with me, and I'm always like, hey, hey, check, 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 check. he's like, keep going.
0: I want to start this one different. What'd you have for breakfast a minute ago? (laughs) I'm (laughs) going
2: to say it wrong because I say it wrong different people. I'm assuming I had an acai bowl. Yeah, I don't know how to say it. I don't know how to say it either. I
0: have no idea. A-C-A-I. Like, in Oklahoma, that's not even a word. It's a Kai,
2: if you actually sound it out. But apparently, I say it wrong. It sounds like a sneeze to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I have no idea what which it means.
1: is like illegal anymore.
2: <laughs> oh God! Except
0: down here on the beach. Yes. Yeah. You People sneeze, can sneeze you, want. you can clear your throat. Nobody looks at you different. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, I don't. I don't even know how. How would you introduce yourself? I, how, I, how would you describe yourself to a listener or to somebody new?
2: Ah, uh, I lost. <laughs> I lost that a while ago. I. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, you know, I. And associated with the PBR. That was the first time that we opened up the bars, and in 2006, uh, kind of the creator of it, and then went from there. So I got to meet you,
0: business guy, entrepreneur, bar guy. Um, like,
2: I don't, I don't know. I just, really don't. Just a
0: badass go-getter. So wait.
1: So when you go to like the doctor or whatever, and they ask you for your occupation, what do you write down? Yeah.
0: What do you What do you write down? Uh, a bar owner. <laughs>
1: okay. Yeah. All right. Bar owner.
0: Which is pretty damn cool. Yeah. Let's it, be honest. It's been fun. Um, new bar. Let's talk about where we're at right now, real quick. Cocos. Clearwater beach, Florida. This ain't a bad spot, dude.
2: No, it's not. We're kinda of sitting in my office right now, staring at palm trees in this interview. So <laughs> it's not too bad. I,
0: I I'd like to go ahead and get this out of the way. I hate you with the fire of a thousand suns right now. This is the life. You're living the life I want. Yeah. You're showing up to the beach every day and just killing it.
2: Yeah. I, I tell everybody it's hard to be in a bad mood here.
0: It is. It's But you know what? I've adopted this thing. Like it's it's hard for me to be in a bad mood any day. When I wake up in the morning, yeah, there is some stuff that will kind of twist you to the negative side. But at the end of the day, you woke up and we're moving forward. So, yeah, like it's hard to be in a bad mood for me anymore. Yeah, and and I've just adopted that kind of in my mid to late thirties, more towards the late thirties than the mid thirties. But it, it really is the truth. Like if you if you wake up with a day to uh, a chance to move forward. Really, what do you have to bitch about? Exactly. Um, all right, let's go back real quick because you mentioned kind of creating the PBR bars. I think a lot of people don't really know that story and we'll just touch on it really quick because sure. you started in the bar business. Actually, you started before that, but let's talk about the creation of the PBR bars real quick.
2: Well, we uh, I started with a company called Howl at the Moon doing piano bars and I was incredibly young. Uh, I met the Cordishes, Uh I was 18 as a bar back.
0: How, okay, so you started as a bar back? Yeah. And just working in a bar?
2: Just working in a bar. Um, started bartending, obviously. That's the evolution of the bar guy. And uh, became an AGM and then became a GM and then started with sales and marketing um, with the piano bars. And then I met the Cordishes, who partnered with the professional bull riders, and they came with the task of creating this... Professional Bull Riders uh, Country Bar is what we called it. And the very first one was called Big Sky in Kansas City, Missouri. That was the first one? Very first one. I didn't realize that. Uh, If you ever notice, it's the only one named Big Sky. Yeah. Because the name was actually already used and it got seized over. Um, So they called it Big Sky Country Bar. And Sean Gleason had come in the exact same year and said, listen, we need to create a professional bull riders bar. And we said, well, we have a bar without a name. (laughs) So, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it kind of created itself into PBR um, Cowboy Bar. Huh. Yeah. I had, yep. I, I, I had no idea Kansas yeah. City
0: was the first one. Very first one. That's yep. pretty awesome. Um, and which that evolved into
2: how many? Uh, nine locations now, uh, including Westmoreland. Um, Pittsburgh is, uh, is not up and running yet due to COVID, but uh, that one would make 10. Okay. So it's not open yet. But. So Kansas City, St. Louis- Kansas City, St. Louis, Arlington, uh, Texas, Arlington, Norfolk, Virginia, Yep. uh, Hampton, Virginia, Yep. Baltimore, Maryland, um, Philadelphia, uh, Philadelphia. Uh, Did we already say Atlanta? No, Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia, Louisville, Kentucky, Louisville. Um, And then Vegas is not ours, but uh, we're kind of in partnership and in a little bit of a agreement with them to help them push that along. So out of the nine, I think, I've been to eight of them. I'm sure you have. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you have. And I remember four or five of them. Well, it's funny because half the riders don't remember any of them. Yeah, it's weird how that works.
0: <laughs> they show up. But, but, I mean, how cool is that, though? I mean, like, like you adopted an idea that engulfed an entire, not just sport, but an entire industry. I mean, like that's – there's a lot of people that try to do quote-unquote country bars. But, like, you guys immersed yourself into the world and the lifestyle, and, and I think it's been very visible.
2: Well, the game changer for me was pulling away the word. Thanks, Michelle. They just look delicious. <laughs> pulling away the word country bar. Yeah. And uh, when we adapted to, and I think we created the word cowboy bar. Um, because when PBR, it was a defining name. You know, country bar is a country bar. If you looked it up on the internet and there was four non-country fans out of ten, you would say, I'm not going to a country bar. Right. Uh, but what is a cowboy? A cowboy's crazy, a little wild. They like a little bit of everything. I learned that along the way. Meeting the riders, meeting guys like you, I and, bet you did. And we just you know that they're not country all the time. They are just good people that like to have a good time. And when we adapted the cowboy bar um, slogan behind it and got rid of the country thing, it kind of opened up this format to it's a crazy western themed party, and anybody can have a good time, you know. So um, it really opened the doors for a lot of things. I mean,
0: I wear a cowboy hat for a living; it's right. my occupation. But look at me. I yeah. mean, I feel like today, t- I feel like. I feel like I fit in down here, Megan. Describe describe what I'm wearing. It's right a good looking now. shirt, by the way. Thank I you. Mean, <laughs> thank you very much.
1: Other than the Coco's shirt you're wearing, I really don't have to say much. Is, what color is this? It's like, like turquoise, turquoise, like blue. Yeah. Yeah,
2: all right, it's as hard to say as asable. <laughs> yeah. Whatever color, whatever color blue that is. <laughs> whatever that is.
1: Uh, um, I don't. Ha- I don't really have to say much besides fanny pack.
0: Yeah, and and I have some sweet ass flowery shorts on. Can we Put talk about the fanny pack? Fanny pa- we we can talk about the fanny pack <laughs> all day, every day. I haven't taken it off. I've been I sleeping probably in it. You probably haven't, no. Be, I'm bringing Taking it back. A shower in it, yeah. I, you yeah, cut yeah. a little thong into the Waterproof. back. Waterproof. wear on the beach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Just that only. I just walk out on the balcony in my fanny pack, move it to the front. Life is good, man. What, yeah. Okay, I feel like I fit in. Yeah.
2: Ish. Yeah. I feel like I'm ready to party. I, I think you are. I think you're ready to go wherever that fanny pack takes you. I think so, you're ready to
0: go. Okay, so you started in the bar business at 18. Yeah. And you went from being an 18 year old kid probably working your butt off and not really enjoying every second of life or, or did you just love um
2: it? you know what it was funny thing was i was i remember like it was yesterday i ran the gold's gym across the street wait what yeah and i was the opening um they, i forget what they called on the positions then but I, I worked the front desk so i would open the gym at 5 a.m Worked till 5 p.m., run across the street to the bar that I was working at. Work from 6 p.m. to 3 a.m., run back across the street, reopen the bar, the gym again at 5 a.m. And that was my life for three years. Did you sleep? Um, I, that was four days a week. The rest of the time, I slept. Just kept uh, up. I just so kept you can... going, yeah. But I look at it now going, man, I can't, I can't even get less than four hours of sleep without being miserable. Okay. Um, but I loved it. So that explains, I
0: mean, like... I don't even know how to say this, but like you're an attractive dude, but you're built well. You can tell you hit the gym all the time. Has that been a constant since 18? Um,
2: when I became the salesperson of myself, it wasn't the business. And um, not saying that a personal figure has anything to do with what people like about you. But a lot of times it can help. You become that thing. It opens a door. Yeah, exactly. What's memorable? You know what I mean? If you don't get a chance to talk to somebody, I've always been the big tattooed guy that just, you know, who's that guy? Um, and the way you carry yourself. And that's kind of what I've extended out to anybody that asked me the question, like, what does it take to be known? Like, people, let people walk around and let, let them ask who you are. You know what I mean? That's kind of why I stood in what that stands for. Everybody's talking about brand building.
0: You know, 2020, everybody's like, I need to build my brand. I need to build my brand. 2021, like, I need to expand my brand. Your brand is who you are. Period. I don't. I don't care what logo you put on anything. Your brand is a direct reflection of who you are. And if you're the big tatted guy that everybody likes, yeah. okay, that's you. Yeah. You know, I'm. I'm the big, big guy that likes the gym. You know, the bearded guy in a cowboy hat. Okay, yeah. I'm good with that. As long as people associate a good person with that and, and, and enjoy that person, I don't care what you call me or what you think of me.
2: If you enjoy uh, me. Then my brand is successful. Yeah, that's how I look at it. Going into that too, with the with especially with the PBR stuff, um, you know, people's physical being is you know the the PBR brand was sex driven. It was it was girls in in boys' shorts. It was attractive guy bartenders. Um, But from day one, we instilled the PBR bar. The PBR bar. Let's make sure we distinguish the bar. Yeah. Um, When we opened it, it was very uh, you know and attractive. It was very sexy. It was hard to walk into that place, look at the staff, and feel comfortable. But from day one, we instilled in everyone's brain that you're going to make someone's day that may not look as attractive or you or feel like they did when they walked out of the house by treating them above you, and that's kind of the way the PBR brand got so successful is there, there's there's someone special standing somewhere.
0: There's such a life lesson in what you just said, um, and I I love to take the bar aspect out of it because that I I truly try to live my life that way, not in a try to make somebody feel. You know, better than me or or sexier than us, but in a sense that like I want to look at somebody and tell that they're having a bad day, and you know, hey, how's it going? How are you? Where are you from? Just take the time to talk to somebody. You know how many people you can make their day just by asking them a random exactly. question, like especially down here. Where are you from? You know, oh well, I'm from Ohio or whatever. Well, what brought you here? And just engage in a conversation. Sometimes take thirty seconds out of your life to make somebody else's day better.
2: My knack, and it was funny, because as the bigger groups travel in the country in these bars, you'd walk in, and I wouldn't be the local guy. I'd be the guy that was kind of standing off in the distance watching. But if a group of 10 people came in, guys or girls, you target the one that's uncomfortable in that situation. And I would always sift my way through the confident, cocky people and find the girl or guy and pull them to the bar with me. Let me buy you a drink. Where are you are from? Would Because it put everybody else at ease. You know? I'm not saying there's ones and tens in the world, but if that were a one... And the rest of them are tens. The one is not comfortable. That's how I'm at in the gym,
0: even in my own gym. I find the people that are uncomfortable that I can tell are kind of looking around and kind of keeping their head low. And I'm going to go pull their character out. I'm going to force them to talk to me, not in an uncomfortable way, but like, hey, can I can I help you or you know, how's it going? You, you guys are killing it. Anything positive reinforcement when you know somebody's uncomfortable, find a way to make them comfortable. Yeah. And that, I think, is, I don't know, it goes back to what you and I talk about, about relationships and building relationships. And I think relationships are one of the fundamental building blocks of success, yeah. period, end of story. Uh, oh, building blocks of success. What, what do you think are the two or three most important, um, let's let's call them building blocks or oh.
2: ingredients to success? Um. In this business, or I feel like in any business, um, if you get, when I I was first running the very first one and we were trying to figure out the nuts and the bolts of the professional bull riders cowboy bar brand, uh, I was so ingrained in it. I was the the general manager, I was everything. Uh, We were learning along the way. And as we got bigger, um, the success from that store based off of what it was ran was based off of how we treated the staff. And I wasn't the expert anymore. And people forget that as they build businesses and they get successful, they forget to ask the people that are now doing the job that they did. Well, I used to be a bartender when I was 18. I haven't served it, I was a good one. I've never served, I haven't served a drink in years. I'm not the, go, I'm not the go-to guy for bartending anymore, yep. but I'll know that there is, at that point, I had probably 800 bartenders that worked for me throughout the PBRs. I would ask them, hey, how do we make this job a little bit easier or better? And people are in awe because you're the owner and you're the CEO and you're the the, the professional and the president of this company asking an hourly, quote unquote, hourly employee, hey, show me how to do this job better because I'm not the guy anymore. That's the difference between
0: a great leader, excuse me. A uh, boss and a leader. That's the difference between a boss and a leader because a leader, and I don't care if it's a coach, a CEO, a billionaire, or the guy that's grabbing the rest of his team to go out on the field, a leader will rally the troops and be amongst them and understand that like the team on the field is the one executing yeah. the coach can have all the plans in the world and ho- all the ideas. But if the team's not completely comfortable with it, where they think they have a better idea or they see something different, a different vision, that's what a leader does as a leader goes to them and says, okay, let's, let's do this together. Yeah. And I think that that's something that a lot of people, um,
2: miss, they just flat out miss. Yeah, they they strike out on that. And they, people that are just, you know, we have a, a lot of, I would say, uh, younger employees. We had a lot of younger employees through PBR, and they get intimidated. They get very, you know, a guy of, of stature would walk in. I used to, have to wear a suit jacket I me. Mean, you saw me at the events. They get intimidated. And if you walked over and you talked to, uh, let's say, a 19-year-old girl that's on a beer tub. And after a shift, you pulled over. Said, "How do you, you know, how was your shift tonight?" And they're they're first off going, "Wait a minute, right.
1: what I do? A minute, what did yeah. I do wrong?" Yeah, yeah.
2: And then like I'm I'm just asking you because you're doing a really good job. I want to know how to do it better. Um, I never forgot that. Nine years later, nine bars later, when I had a th- over 2,000 employees across the country, um, I couldn't do it with every one of the employees. But I made sure in my training with all the people that were hands on with them that the first thing they did was remember to talk to their staffs because. They know more about this business than I will ever know about it because I haven't served a drink in 20 years. You know what I mean? Um, but I've never served a beer tub. I've never served a shot. I've never worn chaps. I rarely ride the mechanical bull anymore. I have experts lie. In my wore, you put the chaps. I in. only wear them at home on Saturday nights shaft. now
0: um, <laughs> when I'm feeling froggy. It's like yeah. being the fanny yeah. pack. Yeah. It's weird. Except I wear uh, the fanny yeah. pack
2: everywhere. Yeah, I know. We've got
0: to talk <laughs> about that. <laughs> what are you laughing at?
1: I mean, it's true. You haven't taken it off.
2: I really haven't. I and I'm not going to. I love how little it is.
1: It's not even a big one.
2: It's not even even a big one. It's like a little tiny. It's perfect. Is that a children's fanny pack? Probably. I don't know. It's
0: the only one I can find. (laughs) (laughs) I got to the beach and I needed a fanny pack because I was like, you know what? Somebody made a comment about it and I've been threatening for years and I just said, I'm going to do it. But I think that's uh, what you got a thought. Oh,
2: okay. Is that fly in Oklahoma? <clears throat> I don't know we're yet. We're
1: about to find out. We're, we're
2: going to find out. It's going to fly in my gym. You're going to text me a and a week and be like, I got punched in the face. <laughs> i in to Florida because yeah. my fanny pack do not fit in here. If, anymore. Any, if
0: anybody <laughs> yeah. at my gym makes fun of me for wearing a fanny pack, their key's getting turned off. <laughs> Period. Like their membership is null and void. I'll fix it. So you did, did you go straight to high school far? Uh, yeah. yeah. No college, nothing like that. Uh, just no. straight into the work field. No, I, I or went or to
2: college. Uh, I got a full scholarship. Uh, to a, a base playing baseball, and then I chased a, a dream of getting drafted to, to Major League Baseball uh, for a full year. I went to Puerto Rico and played out there. Really? I uh, got injured, and uh, it was What'd it was play? so funny. Third base and shortstop. Same. Um, and it was so funny. Uh, my dad um, wanted me to go back, and I, I shattered my left wrist. So at that point, mentally, I was out of it, and then physically, I couldn't really swing anymore. And my dad got upset that I wasn't going to play, and he goes, "Well, you better figure out how to party for a living because that's all you're good at." really and then we're here <laughs> my dad told me when i was a kid not, my not, dad, my not dad, to wear fanny packs no 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 he say. never said that <laughs>
0: he, he told me that yesterday um my dad told me when i was a kid you better make a living with your mouth because you damn sure ain't gonna work
2: here we are yeah
0: Fast forward.
2: Best I advice I could have got. Fatherly we we both listened and yeah. here we are. I know it was a negative context at the time, but thanks for the advice because we're here now. Yeah.
0: I. But I think that goes <clears> to show anybody, no matter where you're at in the world, like find something you're
2: good at and yeah. make it work for you. Not even good at. Do you love going to work? That's it. And there's no price tag you can put on that waking up in the morning. I don't care if you're not making the 200 grand or 100 grand or whatever it is, but do you love going to work and what you do? And there's no price tag that you can ever put on that. And that's also what I tried to make the environment for all the employees when you're talking about business. Um, I want you to love to come here. You know, I want you to love to come to work for this. should be your escape for six hours in the PBR world and the bar industry of the PBR world. I wanted them to be a character for the six hours they're where to escape reality. And we allowed them to do that. And in my interview process, I didn't interview anybody about their ability to do anything in the bar business. It was funny. We would do them in groups of eight. And uh, my first question was always, what were you for Halloween? And the one guy would be like, I was this. I was like, be that character for the next hour. Really? Yeah. And I need all of you to do that. And I wanted to pull. I can teach you how to ring in drinks. I can teach you. I cannot teach what we're about to learn in the next 30 minutes of this interview with all eight of you sitting here. Right. And the one guy was Richard Simmons. i would be damned if he wasn't Richard Simmons for thirty. It was hilarious. That's hilarious. But you you notice who people are and the leaders in the group. Like I want you as a personality. I don't have any, I don't have any experience. I don't care. I can't right. teach what you just did there. Um, that's but awesome. That's kind of the create. It was funny. Um, and it was, I think it,
0: it's hard sometimes though for people to come out of their shell without something like that to make that introduction to open that door. Me personally, I'm still very closed off. I'm is it introvert.
2: Introverted, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm very introverted in my real life. When I go to work, complete opposite. Yeah. Because I can be, I mean. Character. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like you flip a switch and I become that guy, which is exactly the same person, but I'm more comfortable opening up and being that guy. Um, That's hard for some people. Yeah. Yeah. Myself included.
2: Well, I feel like Matt West. I mean, or anybody at work, you're you're so confident in that guy. That's it. And then you feel like you you have to protect that person by by being that person all the time. So you're you're, you're a character again in a play. When you go to you know, I'm the same way when I go out and I'm like, man, am I going to tarnish the Mike Rastec at work by being the Mike Rastec openly here? Yeah. Let me shy off a little bit. People are like you're so much shyer. I'm in my zone when I'm in one of my storms. Same. I love it. I, I flow. Um, the staff is happy because they're watching me. They pick up on it. I mean, aura is a big thing. You know, The guys I
0: work things. with, sometimes they used to look at me like, where did this come from? Because I'm the guy that when I go to work, there's not anything that can happen in front of me that I can't take care of. Period. And like we've had some very, very tragic situations happen. And there's something in your brain that triggers that just says, I got this. Yeah, don't worry. Uh, like. Just just follow me. You know, and, and I don't know what that is. I think that everybody has that. You've just got to be able to find where it fits into your like you said, into your aura. And that might be working the nine to five at Amazon in a warehouse. It might be working at Walmart or McDonald's, you know, but don't be afraid to be that person that you really are. Like, I don't know. I just love the people that are like openly
2: themselves. Period. Yeah. Even if that's JoJo on the beach. Yeah. He's I don't think he's gonna be anybody else for that guy. I think it's a one character, one, one play Gary. What a character. Oh, my goodness. When he walked in here the first time, I just went walking <laughs> through, and I thought he was somebody extremely important because you see him. He looks like a Panama Jack cover. Yeah. Like this guy should be on a Jimmy Buffett album somewhere. And uh, and he looks he, really he, high. He looks really high all, all the time. time, yeah. I'm assuming he is all the time. And he's typically <laughs> yeah. in the same clothes for three to four days. Um so <laughs> he has multiple versions of that one outfit, I'm pretty sure he's okay. in the I, same I, clothes. I do, wear, I do wear like a West Fit shirt every day.
0: Because I have an office full of them. I have a gym full of them. I have a closet full of them. And I wonder
2: if people are like, does this dude ever change clothes? As strange as Jojo is, I'm pretty sure he walked in yesterday and was like, "Is that guy wearing a fanny pack?" Hundred percent. He pointed right at you. We should explain who Jojo is. He's
0: kind wonder, of the kind of a, a like beach if local. You, yeah,
1: if you thought about like a beach local guy, like old guy, right now just wandering around, whatever that looks like in your head, I promise that's what he looks like.
0: Close your eyes right now. Picture the beach and picture a guy that's lived there for 40 years.
2: Long hair, curly hair. I mean, he's Hat, tanned. Permanent tan. That, that tan's never going away. It's literally burned into his skin for the rest of his life. And uh, he floats. He um, just floats along the beach, and that's what he does. He bar hops all day. So jealous. I am too. That's I, uh, that's his his idea of success. Yeah. I'm not 40 yet, but I think I want to be him now. I don't want You, you, <laughs> you made me know. laugh earlier. You said, yeah, he spends like seven bucks a day yeah. and yeah. spends all day just in his yeah. own world. Exactly. What oh. a life. Well, it's funny because you hear stories about him. At one point, he was an incredibly successful um electrician for all the major hotels in Clearwater and then just checked out and now he's living off, the, living off the land. I guess you want to say it that way.
0: But I think it goes back to, and, and I don't know this guy. I'm diving into this story completely blind. I don't even we know. what i write a I'm, book about it. I'm assuming. Oh my <laughs> God, let's do it.
2: Jojo.
0: We could start a Netflix series about we could, Jojo on the we beach. We could. Him as a character would be amazing screw jenny on the block this is jojo on the beach jojo on the beach um but i've got to assume you know you talk about his his quote-unquote past life he probably worked his ass off yeah for a long time to get to a point to where you know what i'm checked out i'm just i did it and this is what i'm gonna do yeah this is,
1: is his idea of success
0: bingo everybody's idea of success is different yeah and and i think that that like earlier what you were talking about if you get up and you go to work and you enjoy your work doesn't matter if you're making two or three hundred thousand dollars a year. It doesn't matter if you're making fifty thousand dollars a year. If you're not miserable every day, I think that's the true definition of success. Me too. And happiness, to be honest with you. Absolutely. Um, to me, they're the exact same thing. Yeah. Happiness yep. equals success in my book.
2: And I'm gonna tell you what, people's idea of success it would um, they they see it as as an income and, and and this lavish life, which unfortunately social media and a lot of other things that depicted this thing. To become falsified, and if you look at it throughout the the, the PBR success, uh, the bar, um, the more successful we got, the more stressed I got, being as not wanting someone to let other people down. I now had I had 48 48 people the first PBR, and I had over 2,000. To me, there's 2,000 people that I could not let down, and then I That's had a lot of pressure. Man. Professional bull rider guys like Sean Gleason and. And, and John and all those guys that were also, I don't want to let them down either. So comes with, quote-unquote, success in your book. It's a lot stressful if you create it for other people. I want them to be successful, so my life wasn't that great. I wasn't sleeping. My phone was always ringing. Whether I was off, the, some bars closed at 6 in the morning. You know what I mean? I was waiting for that GM to make sure that they were going to bed okay before I went to bed okay. Yeah. And it does come. I mean, there's a price you pay for it. Um, but you're right, success is, do you wake up every morning happy and wanting to go to work and paying your bills?
0: And as great as that is, and I think that that's how we're supposed to be as human beings. We're supposed to care about others. We're supposed to worry about others. But I don't think we're supposed to let it happen and, and affect us to the point where it takes away our joy. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we get so caught up, and I think everybody listening to this, at some point in their life has gotten caught up in being quote-unquote successful or getting ahead or getting Further ahead, when they've let all those stresses take over, that they forgot to just be happy. Yeah. And that, I don't know, that's one of the things in life that bothers me is when we forget to be happy mm-hmm. because that whole you only live once. Yeah. You live every day. You're going to die eventually. And so, why not soak up as much of this as exactly. you
2: can, dude? Well, it's funny if you look at, okay, JoJo, for instance, and I'm not, so, social media is a, Incredited marketing tool. We're going to call this the Jojo cast we need to. <laughs> It's an incredible marketing tool that I never thought I'd have in my fingertips where you can blast out To 5, 10, 20,000 people at a time Just an informational piece that you want in their hands But as far as the personal level goes You're living Someone else's idea of success because Of what they posted online. Jojo doesn't Have any of this stuff. So Jojo just plays, He's successful in his own mind and rightfully so. Have you ever seen a happier guy? And he's not I watching haven't. the news <laughs> no, he's not. Guarantee you that some bitch anything. doesn't have cable Guarantee
0: you yeah. didn't go home and watch I the don't news even know like, like I do. A cell phone,
2: <laughs> to be honest <laughs> oh, with you. Oh, what a lie! I know. I'm so jealous. Yeah. Because he doesn't have all this other stuff twirling around his head and going, "That guy looks successful and happy. Let me try to be more like him." That's his idea of happiness. That's not yours. Um, I want JoJo's happiness eventually. <laughs> I don't know what that is or how to get there, but that's a T-shirt though. Yeah. I want JoJo happiness.
1: <laughs>
0: Legit. I I don't know how to make that happen. I'm working. I'm working every day towards getting there. Yeah, and I'm getting closer. my, you started with the fanny pack. I'm I mean, getting you're, closer. That's you're right, closer with the and fanny I pack. And I promise you, you look happier. Every I'm not lie. <laughs> everybody that sees me and starts to to go, is that guy wearing a fanny pack? They go, damn, he's ha- He don't care. He, yeah. yeah, you could be the guy that brought the fanny pack back. Oh, it's happening. It's a hundred percent happening. We're about to order West Fit fanny I, packs. I think you need to. And uh, yeah. I might cut you in on it. I don't know. Maybe not. Try. This gonna, the launch of the fanny pack. I'm going to keep eating these damn So, Mike, what do
1: you tell the girl or guy that's working the bar tub or starting their bartender job that, what do you tell them when they say, like, how do you advance? How do you grow? How do you become more than this? What do you tell them? Well,
2: a, a lot of people um, in that business alone, and in every business, honestly, um, and I kind of preluded to it before, it's not about you anymore. It's not about me. It's not about, um, it's about, a, it, it's a psychological experience, starting with the employee and then leading into the customer. And like I said before, every attractive person wants the attention to be about them. But the second you realize that not everybody's like you and everyone wants to, you know, come see you for that reason alone, you're then a showpiece for everyone. This guy, I like wowing people. I look like a douchebag. <laughs> I am a big True. human being. True. And, I'm and you don't even tattoos. have a panty pack. I don't. But I wow people when I walk over and start talking about stuff that they like, and I learned that because I wanted to connect with them on their level, not on my level, because they already want to know who I am. You know what I mean? But I'm, if I seek further into someone else's life, like a bartender that comes in, um, I want to know what makes their life easier at work, not my life. A lot of people say, uh, learn how to work for me. I would rather say, how can you, I make your life working for me better? And if you do it on a bigger scale, like from the first PBR to the ninth PBR, I try to keep the mentality implemented in not only myself, but the first managerial meeting we have with all of them is the first thing I talked about because it's so important, you know? You are
0: the definition of never judge a book by the cover. Right. You said I it. Try,
2: I try to do that. You yeah. said
0: it. You know, you use the word douche. I won't. I will say that if I didn't know you and I saw you across the room, I'd go, meathead. Yeah. Meathead. I get that all Added the time. up.
2: Yep. Jack. He's probably a douche. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> sunglasses like yeah I mean he works out he, proud meathead but the second you open your mouth you become somebody totally different Yeah, you become like literally the most one of the most caring enjoyable happy human beings I've ever been around
2: and I mean I mean that wholeheartedly that means a lot I I, I try to do that you know what I mean I, I know what it looks like I, I get it all the time people, people like you said judge book by its cover but uh, I try to just not be that person And it's gotten me so much further than forcing my way. Just If you float through life and you kind of like let them get to know you a little bit better, it's weird how it works. It really is. Um, People like who you are instead of – the business was based off that. You know what I mean? Let's go see Mike at whatever bar it was. That's the only reason I went to most of them. That's it, yeah.
0: Like you and there was a handful of people. I don't drink. Why would I go to a bar to see my friends? And and, uh, I think that says a lot. But here's the other kicker. I don't drink, but because of people's character and personality, I'm going to this establishment to see that person. Never going by myself. That's it, yeah. So I'm dragging more people in. And so that, again, it goes back to what you said. You are your brand. Be that person. And it's going to attract success in a multitude of ways. Let's forget about all that. Stop living in the past. Let's move forward. You hit the escape button, got out of that world, and decided to dive into a whole new world down here yeah what was
2: that thought process um you know i wanted to again going back to pleasing two thousand people um it was over it was a little overwhelming at that point um and and people people have their own speculation about why and and, uh, you know to me it was just uh, like what can i do to make this a little bit easier on myself and still had the same mentality you know i started over Here, I mean, this place only has 22 employees, Um, so and it's a slower pace. And it's uh, again, when you go to visit Clearwater in a place like this, everyone's on vacation, and they walk in and they're on vacation. So automatically, there's no they're drinking for the right reason, if there is a right reason, and not a wrong reason. They're celebrating. They're here. They're here to spend money. And I'm depicting for them the second they walk in trying to read their mind going, all right, what is your idea of a vacation in Clearwater? I want to make that happen here. If it's a pina colada drink with with the big umbrella, let's do that. We happen to have an outside area with a lot of palm trees and we automatically um, took that over and said, all right, this is what's in your head. I'm going to put it out on on a painting for you. I want the entire staff to treat you like you're on vacation. I want you to drink like you're on vacation. I want you to eat everything you'd want on vacation, like the Gerber taco you guys just had. Um, So, I focused more on that than volume, 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 and pleasing 2,000 people. My 2,000 people now are the 2,000 a week that are here on vacation, so I want them to come in and do that. Um, So that's kind of what I did. What I did, and I partnered with one of my best friends, and uh, we've never really worked together on a project. We were always on opposite ends. He was on the real estate side, and I was on the operational side, and we just said, "Let's just do this together." Uh, But a lot of the the mentality is
0: making people happy, though. Exactly. How great is that? It's
2: it's fun. I'm hosting. That's all I, as yeah. I say uh, when people ask. Like you're, you're you host you host their their vacations now. Um, I'm a host planner. And as far as the staff goes, um, when I got here too, I'm not gonna lie. The when I was a vacationer in Clearwater, everybody kind of took for granted the fact that you had nowhere else to go, and they maybe maybe throw the check at you and act like you're a tourist. Right. So I got into the staff here that was pre existing, and I said, guys, you're not fired, uh, but you guys all need to reapply under these guidelines, and I'm going to tell you the pretenses that I expect you to treat people as. When you walk into your bar, if you're from Michigan, you're a regular, and they wave and high-five. And they, These people are regulars for four days. Treat them as if they don't throw the check at them. And I gave them a script, and I wanted them to organically ask where they're from, if it's their first time to Coco's, and how long they're going to be here, and then tell them their name. And that off the bat, you've, you've collected the data of someone that's sitting right there, and their mind is now at ease going, they actually give a shit about where I'm from. Um, because there's some kind of connection piece. Usually, if they're from Kansas City, you could talk about the Super Bowl. If there's some kind of way to connect with somebody outside of just serving their food and their drinks. I love
0: that people at Walmart wear name tags. Yeah. Because I don't – there's something – there's some sort of gratitude that I get by calling someone by their name yeah. when they don't know me. Yeah. Me too. I, I, I don't I don't I don't know what it is. I don't breaking know how to a
2: barrier. It. It's exactly you know it's breaking through the barrier of
0: Thanks Karen.
2: Yeah. Have a good day. We're now friends.
0: Yeah, and, and there's this connection, whatever. Like
1: And you can immediately see it in their face, they are like, How do they know my name? And then you're like, Oh, they paid enough attention to read my name tag, or do I know that person? Yeah. For like, half of a millisecond yeah. they
0: feel like somebody cared.
1: Yeah, and they enjoy it. Like you can see their whole person changed. It's yeah. amazing.
0: You, we're, we're all in the business of making other and people. And you do happy.
1: that like every time. The front desk people, anywhere, you I always say their name their and name. they love it.
0: I love calling people by their name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wish everyone wore a name tag. <laughs>
2: yeah. Some I would, of them
0: do. <laughs> Thanks, asshole. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: always say, have a good day. Back to them again. Usually that's their job as the person, as a reciprocant. You'd never say, have a good day. You know, or I beat them to the that? punch. You know, it's, it's super easy. And again, if, if the world were a psychology experiment, we were failing miserably right now. That's right. But it's five little things. I mean, that's all you have to do to make people feel like you give a shit about what their days like. Or thank you, you know. is the most underutilized <laughs> asset on You're the not planet. Kidding.
0: Just a simple thank you. You're not
2: kidding. Blows my You're mind. You're not kidding. Oh, um, you just talked about the stabs and uh, starting up in something. Uh, I brought it here and I brought it to all nine locations. I did a, a, an exercise. Um, for a convention for bars and nightclubs that uh, actually resonated to a lot of businesses. I, I took 10 pieces of tape and put them online line across the dance floor. And at this point, I had 48 employees, brand new employees that didn't know each other. And they had to lock arms. And at the end of the 10 lines on the dance floor, I put $1,000 in cash. And I said, all right, the only way you guys can get that $1,000 in cash is you have to step on all 10 lines together and it doesn't happen the first time, so they're all kind of mismatched, and they're, they don't know which foot to step with. Right. And then I said, you guys have 15 minutes to do this in five tries, and this, this lasted for 12 years. So then they regroup, and they'll get together and come up with a game plan, but at that point, I was acknowledging who the leader was, because there's some guy or girl that goes, listen, this is how we're gonna do this. Yeah. That, that may or may not be my manager, or that maybe might not be my lead, but they all respect that person. Then they're conforming a team around this theory of, all right, our task at hand is to step on these 10 lines together. The second time, they're getting a little bit better, maybe a little bit more organized, and they reconvene again. By the third or fourth time, they get all the way to the 10th, and the money is in their hands. a $1,000 in their hands. But the goal is, as long as you all are stepping together and looking in the same direction, no matter what's happening on around you, that money will always be there at the end of the day when you make it. Because in the bar business, there's drama everywhere. Yeah. Timmy's going to sleep with Ashley. Ashley used to date Jordan. Jordan used to date right. Kristen. and I know all these I don't people. know any of that. <laughs> I don't know any of that. I do know that... We all want money. You guys need to pay your bills. You want to be happy at work. Look forward. Don't look to the left. Look to the right. Who's working with you? Look forward. And the common interest at the other side of that is the person you're serving the drink to, which is a customer. So at the end of the ship, when you guys clock out, go complain to each other. About it. But when you're in these four walls, remember this exercise. We all step 10 steps together. By that time, it's 2 o'clock in the morning and it's closing time and the money is there. And it resonates to any business you can ever open.
0: And that's I know awesome. that you, that you're hyper focused on the forward movement, but what I took out of that was the fact that at any point you can stop and you can get together, collect your thoughts, learn from it and get better. And then move forward. Yeah. Get better and move forward. Like that that's what I'm like. I don't know what it is this year, but I'm like, look, everybody's going to hit bumps in the road. Yeah, 2020, everybody's going to have a 2020. 2020 is a bump hitting. in the road. It's <laughs> a huge bump in the road. But how do we learn from it? How do we get better on the other end? How do we get better moving forward? Every day is an opportunity to get better.
2: Yeah.
0: And, I mean, it's that simple. 2020 really is running uphill. Yeah, and then once we get it. back
2: on level ground again, yep. it's going to be easier. I feel it? like once we get past all this, to figure it out. Okay,
0: so you 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 take a leap of faith. You come down here. You you make this investment. This is your new life. How do you encourage people, or what do you say to somebody that's scared to take that risk? Because like I've wanted another gym. It's scary. It's scary to jump out there on a ledge and and make that move.
2: Yeah. It. it you know what's funny is if you want to figure it out, you will. And and the preparation behind making it non-scary for yourself, whatever you have to say in your brain, um, a lot of people go by numbers and paperwork and schematics and give me your projections and do uh, what's Q1 look like. I mean, I looked at the P&L from this place, obviously, but I had to have the faith that I will figure it out no matter what it was. And, yeah, I'm probably going to hit a couple months or maybe even a full year of not knowing what I was doing. But eventually, if you're that person and you're surrounding yourself with that better people, you will figure it out. And what I first did was I brought my closest people that ever worked for me down here and I offered a piece of the pie because it eased my mind. Um, management. And when, when I got into work and when I had meetings, I wasn't talking to... Um, people that I didn't know and I didn't trust. It was people that I worked for me for sometimes 12 years. My bar manager here, his name is Brian. Uh, he would worked for us for 11 years and first guy I called and it gave me that when I leaped, I had a guy on the other side going, don't worry, man, we're I got you. And I left at night. He got it. I knew I could talk to him honestly. So to answer your question, it's, it's like, if you're scared, buffer yourself with as many people around you as a, see the same view as you. And that you trust, um, and and granted, in the first venture, you may have to not take that hundred percent income of what's going on and cut out the piece of the pie. But at that point, you you bought loyalty from people that you trust, and there's nothing like a peace of mind. You yeah. know what I mean? You can't afford it because you don't. There's no price tag on it.
0: And I think it's important to always bet on yourself. Yeah, always bet on yourself because nobody gets it. Nobody gets the way you think like you do. Yeah. Period. I bought an old crappy rundown garage and everybody around me, my parents thought I had lost my mind. I saw something different. Thank you. I saw something different in my brain and I bet on my idea and I bet on myself to be able to make it work. Cause I knew I would be there all the time. Um, and I turned it into a gym and when people walk through the door, they're like, holy crap, this is not what this is supposed sure. to look like. And um, I've got a really good team around me. And that team just happens to be family. It happens to be my mom and dad that everybody loves. They are the face uh, for the most part. And then, you know, me and Megan, when we're there, same thing. Like, it, it's it. we're in the business of trying to make everybody else's lives better. We, we really truly are. So,
2: but you got a thought. Oh, you just you just standing your, there, ready. <laughs> With your gym, I'm sure it was the same way uh, in preparation. Um, you know, you really have to sit down when you create something. If you're taking over a business, is another thing. But when you created West Fit or PBR was created yeah. or Coco's was recreated, I really had to sit down. Uh, you know, I gave myself 60 days because I didn't want to overthink it. But I had to write down and collect images off Google images about what did PBR, what does West Fit say yeah. when you the second you walk in the door, and. Because it can't be, well, maybe it says, once the door's open and you train your staff, it can't be, well, okay, this isn't really what we meant by that. You stick to your guns. This is what Matt wants his gym to scream when it walks in. This is the mentality. Is it friendly? Is it serious? What's the music? What's on the TVs? What's the temperature in the room? Is that color on that wall blue because it's a little bit softer, or is it black because we want it to be hardcore? That's everything you got to put on paper before you open the doors because there can't be a question mark because the management – and even the members at a bar or gym start mm-hmm. questioning, like, what is, what's this guy's image here? Right. It starts falling apart. And then you allow other people to have influence on what your vision was. And if PBR were that way, we would have never had one. Yeah. To be honest with you, there would have right. been one and that was it. Yeah. But the book was, I don't know, 400 pages long. Straight down to the fabric of the uniforms. Here it's the same way. What is Coco's Crush Orange? If I paint something orange, it's not your orange, it's not Tangerine orange, it's it Coco's Crush orange. This is the skew. This is where you find it. If you want to order the uniform, it's 60-40. Cotton blend, this is where you order that from. Uh, the TVs don't play anything but these five channels. The temperature in the room is always 78 degrees. The lighting on the inside is always a soft orange or pink. Yeah. Because it makes you feel good. Yeah. Straight down to that because if you don't have that and you go in blind, your image then gets skewed in a bunch of different directions.
0: Okay. What happens if you go with that, you stick with that, and over time,
2: it starts brand changes. to either
0: diminish or it it's not working anymore.
2: That's why people have brand changes. Uh, PBR went through one. Bingo. Year three. It's okay to, it's to change okay your mind. To, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's okay. O- yeah. It's okay to change your mind. Yeah, I don't know if you remember the first PBR in KC. Uh, and <laughs> no. It was 100% country all the time. Yeah. And it's not now. Right. It turned into this crazy party because um, the imagery was wrong on the music format. The decor was right. The uniform was right. The mechanical bulls were right. Everything else was right. We just couldn't figure out why we weren't busy after 12, and it's because of their lack of energy. Um, people get tired of that slow, twangy stuff, so we turn it into cowboy bar party, party bar. And I went 60-40 on the music format to party, uh, party format. So yeah, it's okay to change always. Um, as long as you you have a process, you have a profit, and you have the product to do it. And that's what I always say the three Ps. If you, if you give me a presentation with the three Ps, and you're standing by those three Ps, that's it. So would
0: would you say you're more of a structure or shoot
2: from the hip guy? Um, In the beginning, I love the shoot from the hip guy. I really do. Um, In a structure like as big as PBR where we had corporate sponsors and we had Ford and we had Jack, you you better be a structure guy (laughs) because they don't want to shoot from the hip. Here, uh, we had the structure because I brought it over from that big corporate structure that I had, but... The shoot from the hip is kind of cool in some aspects when you're hosting your own event. Now, granted, if I had 10 P- if I had ten Coco's Crush bars, right. I needed to add more structure to it. Um, but I'm here. I'm, I'm here all the time. I work shifts. I, I love meeting locals and regulars. And so shooting from the hip for me is fun now because I can do it because I have a smaller location and a little bit less of a worry with corporate people. I'm answering to myself and my partner. Um, but, yeah, the more the bigger you get, the more structure you have to have, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Which may or may not have built the brand in the first place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. She
0: yells at me all the time because I'm very much shoot from the hip. Yeah. Very much. But we're working on finding this blend. I think there's a good blend Absolutely. in there. Absolutely. Yeah. Of like, you know, structure things out, but be willing to bend. Yeah. You know, you can, you can build a bridge. Sometimes it might need to open up and let sailboats pass underneath. Yeah. And then close back down to that structure, you know. You like that? I do. It was a pretty good reference. Yeah. It was. We sat for a long time. At, uh, I was gonna say, You've been thinking about that for a while. <laughs> we sat for a long time the other day and watched the bridge come up and then go back <laughs> down. And it really took a leap of faith for me to drive across that son of a gun. <laughs> I, I just don't. I'm from Oklahoma. Things don't work that way. They don't have draw bridges there. We don't either. have no. draw bridges like that. Uh-uh.
1: Like he videoed the whole thing. I
0: did. It took me about six minutes of video, but I was like blown away. Like. How crazy things can happen. But funny. it was a pretty cool lesson. And like, look, I'm so used to driving across this road. I know that road is there for me to drive across. Oh, wait a minute. That road just opened up just so that something else could get through. And it adjusted so that, you know, different Everything can work. work. Everything can work together. Yeah. Um yeah. I'm closing up because I know it, it's probably about to start getting really busy here. Yeah, we're we'll um, getting a little lunch pop. A Advice advice for somebody that is sitting there they could be 18 19 they could be 38 40 and just wondering man what am I going to do next how do how do I make it out of the current situation or or what's the next
2: move what's your advice um it's funny I had a guy a a bartender in here he's early 20s asked me you know he said you seem like you jumped You, you did a lot from your age and um, I said, yeah, can, I, can I, I'm not going to hurt your feelings here, but do you mind if I get a little deep with you? So this kid, I'd watched him from a distance, and he was so worried about impressing kids his age. And my friends at, at 23 were in their 40s, and I was so worried about making myself look like them and be like them because they were all successful that I was kind of adapting to, the, to their success stories and then making it my own. And then I went back to when I was 27 and I had my first bar to my friends that were my age and they were floored by it. So Mm -hmm. you're know, you surrounded by success if you want to be successful and you you created it kind of around you. I was always a little bit ahead of my time by by being friends with the successful people because I wanted to be like them. Um, If I would have stayed with the guys my age, I probably would have been successful at 30 because they're all doing their thing right now. But to reach for the next rung in the ladder, if you don't have a goal, People kind of say stagnant, and I give everybody. That's I give. There's, there's a cook in here right now that has a goal, and it may be so small. And personally, I have goals because if there's no rung, and you're standing on one rung, you're stagnant for years. Yeah. And and if you don't have that next goal in life, and you don't have that next thing that you want, it's like working out. Yeah. And then working out is a perfect example as for a base for life. If you, I remember for a year, I stopped setting PRs. I didn't have them anymore. My personal re- my personal records were did non existent, and I noticed that my workouts are getting a little bit weaker, and I was getting a little bit smaller. But in life, like if you don't have that, whether it's tiny, whether it's to make a thousand more dollars this year, how am I going to get there? Right. Um, whether it's to to run an extra mile when I'm running or this week or burn whatever it is, short term goals. You, you got to give yourself the goals because if you don't, you're you're just going to stand on that one rung and go, "All right, I made it. I'm at the top. The top's never existent. It's got to be incrementally higher and higher and higher." Um, these guys love it. These cooks, yeah. and. I'm not saying a job is, is is minor, but you think of a cook like how hard can it be? It is hard because if that guy screws up, but he's not getting better and evolving through his work, he's going to become stagnant, and one day he's going to miss. And the next thing I know, I have ten hungry people that can't get their food out. Yeah. So I give him little goals every day. Um, yeah. Same with the management. Same with the bartenders here, and it takes time. <laughs> it really does. But I
0: love that though it because short-term goals equal long-term uh, advancement. Absolutely. Like you can. You the only way to get to the finish line is one step at a time. Exactly. And, and and I love that. Hey, we set, I say we, I set a long-term goal that I will own property here on this beach. Before I die, I will own some sort of property here on this beach. It might be a gym. It might be a condo. It might be one of these tables sitting in front of Coco's, yeah. but at some point I will own property here on this beach. It's my spot. I've always loved coming here. And she goes, just set that, just set that as a long-term goal. And start working towards it. It doesn't matter if you're 40 or 60 or 80 years old. Just set that as a goal and start working towards it.
2: But if you're scratching to get there for 15 years, the incremental markers that you've reached on your own, you don't even realize because your goal is not reached. But you've climbed over little tiny barriers to get there that you never thought you'd be able to do.
0: And even if I don't, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Because I at least worked towards it as opposed to sitting on my ass and, and wondering, man
1: scrolling the ground mission yeah. like yeah. you know, everybody else seen
0: everybody else do it like okay well man if I would have only tried when I was younger sure I, I can try today
2: well I, I learned too and uh, when you get more successful and you, you you put yourself in behind the people that are working for you somebody if you say hey you walk to that mark right there in the sand they're gonna walk to that mark in the sand and that's it if you I, walk with them they're walking 30 feet past that mark because they're talking to you and they're interacting with you and they want to work with you and for you. Um, but if you just tell them, hey, hey, you, walk to that mark, they're stopping right there. But if I'm doing, I'm running trash with the with the staff and we're running trash faster than any trash yep. they've ever ran before in their entire life. They don't even realize it. Yep. Um, it goes back to the rungs and the ladder. They're climbing rungs fast. You can't just yell at them and hope to God it works. Yeah. You know, if you're standing with them side by side, they just walked 20 feet past that mark and they didn't want to walk that mark in the first place. You know what I mean? It's just, it's uh, again, going back to just leadership as opposed to a dictatorship. It's it's, it's a huge difference. Huge
0: difference. All right. Anything else? No. We got to wrap it up. I'm going to eventually have to leave here and and that breaks my heart. You'll be back. You're living the dream. Uh, Social media, Coco's or you personally, like both throw it out there.
2: Yeah. uh, Mine's Mike Rostek. Uh, R O S T E K T E K yeah, and then you can go to Coco's Crush Bar, locals sports bar with a Z, or Jammin's Beach Bar with a Z also. Which
0: we didn't even talk about. Jammin's has like, I love the vibe here at Coco's, but
2: I love the visuals at Jammin's. It's cool, right? I feel like I just jumped straight into a nineties. Nineties threw up exactly. Yeah, it's amazing. It. It's funny. Well, the funny thing is that the nineties the is the new eighties. And eventually, Jammin's will have to reface itself because 90s will be irrelevant because that person's a little bit older and maybe it doesn't work anymore. Um, but Pete, um, the owner over there, he said, I had this vision, and he stuck to it immediately because you saw from the colors to the decor to even the fonts in the lettering yeah. goes back to the 90s mm-hmm. as like a, like a lunchbox kind of feel to it. So cool. Uh, it's funny, yeah. And and again, he had a vision, and we were we ran with it, and we pushed him along a little bit and helped him a little bit. But Pete, uh, he created another one called Panini Works that, yeah, it's... it's it's his vision. It's tiny. I mean that place is a shoebox bar, but it's exactly what he wants it to be. That's and amazing. we just went along the way. And know? he bet on himself. Exactly.
0: Just it's, bet on your your gut, your instinct, and go forward. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, you can always hit the pause button and change your direction. Exactly. There's and no time to panic.
2: Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: Uh I appreciate it. I know you're a busy guy. Um appreciate that you taking busy. the time. I sit up by yeah. these palm
2: trees all day and talk to say, you. I am I'm,
0: I'm gonna turn the mic off, order another batch of tacos. And uh, maybe just spend all day here. I don't know. We got to go. Yeah,
2: whatever. Got to get back
0: to reality at
1: at some point. Stop trying to ruin
0: my success. I'm I'm trying to be happy here. (laughs) Uh, Seriously, though, I appreciate it, man. Of course. Good seeing you guys. Good to see you.